Hey, good morning, everybody. It is so good. I'm so glad to be here with you and to get to worship with you all this morning. How about that worship? Wasn't it so good? And I pray, yeah, 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 you can clap for that. It's awesome. I love worshiping with you guys. And with that, I, just, I do pray that, that you are experiencing God's presence. I know it's here, uh, and that you are having a moment with him. And I do pray that continues for the rest of our time. And I always want to say hello to everybody who's joining us online. I'm so glad that you're doing that. Uh, and, and we can't wait for you to, to come and join us here uh, soon. Hopefully you can do that and, and get with us as soon as possible. Uh, and so let's get to it. We are in week number two of a series where we're, we are looking in the book of Psalms together, the book of Psalms. And, and we're calling this In the Middle, all right? Uh, and we're doing that, we're calling it In the Middle for two big reasons. One uh, is that it's actually in the middle of your Bible. So that's just good to know. It's pretty much in the middle of your Bible. Uh, but two, uh, it's also because uh, of how this book works, how this amazing book that God gave us, it meets us in the middle of life. It meets us in the, in the middle of what we're going through in our lives with God, and more importantly, how this plays out in our relationship with Him and how we can get closer to Him regardless of what happens in our lives, okay? So let's get to it. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and get those out. Grab those and open them up to Psalm 16. Psalm 16. We're going to read the whole psalm together, uh, and then we're going to go to a few other psalms today. Uh, but this is going to be our starting point, so we're going to read it uh, all at once, and then I'm going to we'll talk about where we're going with this. So Psalm 16, I love hearing those pages flip, man. Uh, and if not, get your phone out. Follow along on your phone there. So let's go. Psalm 16, let's see what it says. It says this. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body uh, also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. That's a pretty good psalm, isn't it? That's pretty good. I like that one. And I thought reading it all together, that's, that's a really great thing to do. So let me um, give you a few verses that stuck out to me, and so maybe you can see where we're going today. In verse 2, David says, I have no good apart from you. All right? Verse 6, God's provision is good. Verse 7, God's counsel is good and wise. Verse 8, God's presence is good and gives stability. Verse 10, God won't abandon me. Verse 11, God gives me the path of life, fullness of joy, and eternal pleasures. All right, so what is this pointing to? I hope you cracked my code, or you even saw the title on your notes today, it's this, you cheater. It's this, that God is good. Can I get an amen today? God is so good. God is good. And so here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the goodness of God. We're going to talk about the goodness of God. And so I want to start 
with a question to you because I, I actually really don't know where all of you are with this. And so here's my question. Do you know that God is good? Do you know that God is good? This is an important question. And this is a tricky question because we're in church, right? This is a very tricky question because the church answer is, well, yeah, Andy, I mean, I'm in church. Like, obviously, God is good. I know the answer to that. It's a no-brainer answer. In fact, if a lot of you are actually church people, you know the response to the phrase I'm gonna say. When I say God is good, you know what the church says to that. So let, let's try it. God is good all the time. God is good. We know this, Andy. Like, come on, get deeper than that, all right? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Good job, by the way. Me standing up here, because I was hoping you got that right. Me standing up here and telling you that God is good and showing you in the Bible where God is good. Wow, that's true. And, and, and honestly, it's beneficial. Actually, I do believe some of you do need to hear that today. You need to hear that God is good where you are, uh, and it can absolutely help you in hearing that uh, in your ups and downs, in your joys and in your struggles, in your daily life, that God is good. We need to think about this a little bit. That's what I wanna do today, because for a majority of people here, uh, I, I really don't think I have to convince you that God is good, but, but here's where I wanna go today and how the Psalms are gonna help us get there. The question that I wanna ask is this, and I want you to ask yourself, is my life, pointing to the fact that God is good. How do we know? God, how are we seeing it play out in our lives? What is happening in the life of someone who lives in the goodness of God versus someone who is not? So how is God's goodness affecting us and are we seeing that or are there areas where we're living out something different than what we actually believe. That, that's what I wanna talk about today. So, so I wanna talk about two things. This is where we're gonna talk about today. So get your notes out there. I wanna do two things. One is I wanna see why focusing on the goodness of God is so important in the believer's life. And I also wanna do this. I also wanna see what happens when you forget it. I wanna see what happens when you forget it. Because when you forget God's goodness, when you forget to focus on God's goodness. Here's where it can lead, gang. It can lead to, just by forgetting it, to a lot of pain, a lot of turmoil, a lot of problems, a lot of heartache in our lives. And really, gang, as believers in Christ, when we stop focusing on God's goodness, here's what's true. That's actually the biggest cause of stress in your life. Did you know that? It is. It's true. Like, when we don't see it, stress isn't a result uh, more often than not of what's really happening to you. It's actually a consequence of not living in God's goodness in your life. That's what stress comes from. And so let's look at this, all right? Let's look at this together. Uh, how, how do I live in the goodness of God? How do I know that I'm living in it? So first, what we're gonna do, if, if you're taking notes there, we're gonna first look uh, at what happens when we forget God's goodness, when we forget God's goodness. So uh, if you have your Bibles there, flip, we're gonna go to the second Psalm. Flip to Psalm 106, all right? Psalm 106. We're going to be in there for a minute. So if you do have your Bibles, it's a good idea to, to go there and underline a few things in there. Because uh, in Psalm 106, there's going to be a few things that happen. There's going to be a few things that happen when we forget the goodness of God. And, and I do want to throw a disclaimer out here today. Um, forgetting God's goodness is different than you not thinking God is good. Like, we all can get there as believers in Christ and still believe God is good, but we can, we can tend to forget it, and we're gonna see some consequences that play out. So Psalm 106, it's a very, very long psalm. We're gonna kind of, I'm gonna give you pieces of it. We're not gonna have time to go into all of it, and I hope that you read it uh, on your own time. But Psalm 106 is, is a writing of God's people, of Israel, of, of his chosen ones in the Old Testament. Uh, but 
uh, it also applies to us a little bit because we are God's people, okay? So, so I want to look at this, uh, and again, we're not going to read all of it. I hope you do on your own. But as you do, what you're going to notice is you are going to notice the effects of the downward spiral that happens when we forget God's goodness, okay? Um, so here's how uh, forgetting God's goodness uh, affected them and how it applies to us. We're going to start here in verse 12, okay? Verse 12 it says this, because it starts out pretty good. It says, hey, then they believed his promises and sang his praise. That starts out pretty good. But they soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. So, so the first thing, if you're taking notes, that happened when they forgot God's goodness is they actually stopped asking God for help. They stopped asking God for help. First thing that can happen with you is when you forget God's goodness is you actually stop going to God. This is a big one. This is a really big one. Because when you forget, here's, here's why it's big. When you forget how much God wants to give you wisdom, how, how much he wants to guide you and how good his guidance is, then, then what happens is you end up, when you forget that, you end up guiding yourself. You end up depending on your own wisdom and you stop asking God for things altogether. That's what happens when we forget the goodness of God. That's the first thing that can happen. Now we're gonna drop to verse 14. It says this, it says, also in the desert, they gave in to their craving. Uh, in, in the wilderness, they put God to the test. So here's a second thing that happened in the downward spiral is they followed the wrong desires. They followed the wrong desires. When you, again, when you forget God's goodness, here's what happens. Then you forget why God put guardrails and why God put limits on, on following our feelings or following our desires or, or, or going off those emotions that we all feel. We forget that. And then what happens is giving into it, giving into those feelings, emotions, and desires that we have, uh, it's not just a bad idea giving into it and going past his guardrails and the lines that he says, but it actually damages you. And gang, listen, it damages others. That's what happens when you give in to your desires. So instead of uh, showing restraint because you know that God is good, you give in and you, then you have to deal with the consequences of that. You have to physical, emotional, spiritual consequences of that. All right, next verse, uh, verse 16. It says, in the camp, they grew envious of Moses and of Aaron who was consecrated to the Lord. So the third thing that happened uh, is, is they forgot, they struggled with envy. They struggled with envy. Envy, I looked this up. Envy is this. Here's what envy is. Envy is feeling negatively towards another person because they are what you want to be or they have what you want to have. So it's a little bit different than jealousy. Uh, envy is a little different. Actually, I think it's worse. Uh, in fact, I looked up some of the attitudes of somebody who has envy going on in their lives just for us to see. Here, here's what symptoms of envy include. Symptoms of envy include speaking bad of others, gossiping about others, rudeness, and living in a constant state of competition. That's what some of the signs of, of having envy in your life. And, and, and here's, here's the relationship between forgetting God's goodness and envy. This is why they play together uh, when we forget God's goodness. Because when you forget God's goodness, all right, you actually forget the fact that he made you unique. That he gave you gifts. He gave you spiritual gifts uniquely. That he sees you 
uniquely and individually. We're not just a big glob of people, that, but that you forget all that. Uh, and so then when you forget that you have unique value and unique gifts, then what happens is you end up denying your own value. And instead of spending time honing in on those gifts that God gives you and, and in developing those gifts, you actually spend your time wanting others to lose their gifts. Envy is so bad. It's so bad. But that's what can happen. All right, let's go to the next one in verse 19. I think this is helpful because then you just go to one psalm and see. <laughs> this is the case. Verse 19, it says this. At Horeb, they made a calf and worshipped an idol cast from metal. They exchanged their glorious God for an image of a bull which eats grass. I love the little jab that he puts there. You notice that? Like when I read the Bible, I like little things like that. It kind of made me chuckle because he's like, this is how dumb they were. They worship something instead of God that eats grass. Like I just thought that was kind of stuck out to me a little bit. So here's the fourth thing that happened uh, when they forgot God. They traded God for other things. They traded God for other things. Now, uh, this is more common than we think because uh, what I wanted to say was they worshipped idols. But when I say idols, I think we don't connect with that word. But it's a real word that we need to connect with because when we think of idols, we think of like statues that we go, oh, moment. We don't, you know, we don't do that anymore. Uh, we don't have these metal statues or anything. But idolatry is rampant, even among Christians, everybody. Like, and we don't think about it. So here's what idolatry is. Idolatry is just this. It's when you actually take something that's good like that God gave you to be good. For instance, like money and uh, uh, work and relationships and even love. It's when you take that, you make it an idol when you elevate it and you actually give that more devotion than you give to God. That's all that is. And so it's really kind of easy to see if something is an idol in your life. Just look at your devotion to it versus your devotion to God. Look at your time. Look at your resources. How many resources are you putting towards it versus putting towards God? How much energy am I spending on it? What's the priority of this? Is there a bigger priority on this thing than I do have on God? That's another thing that happens when we forget God. You make other things a priority of your life. Let's go to the next verse, uh, verse 24. It says, Then they despise the pleasant land. They did not believe his promise. They grumbled in their tents and did not obey the Lord. So here's the, the other thing that happened when they forgot God is they became complainers. They became complainers. Complaining can absolutely be a barrier to God's goodness. If we could look at the heart of a complainer, here's what we see at the heart uh, of a complainer. Uh, here's what we see. At the core of complaining is this. It's someone saying, God, I don't think you know what you're doing. That's what happens in a, the heart of a complainer. God, I don't think you have any idea what you're doing. And then uh, what, what happens is we think uh, when anything is not the way that we want it, that we actually have the God-given right to complain about it. And here's why. Because we think we uh, are the main uh, character in the story. And so, hey, if I'm not getting what I want, then I get to complain because I'm the main guy. And, and, and it's a deep, serious spiritual problem, gang, that we have to deal with. And honestly, just practically speaking, uh, have you ever been around a complainer and said, boy, I can't wait to spend more time with them? Never, never, never has that ever come out. Complainers are the worst, right? Like, I just complain about complainers, okay? Like, I need to, so I'm just saying, like, we never want to be more around complainers. I'm just, just, just throwing it out there for, you can take that with you. This is, now, we can, we can go with a lot more. A lot more, but this is just a, a litmus. This is just a, a, a litmus for us. And so here's what I want to do. I just want to ask some questions. I just want to ask, I just want to check your heart on this. How, I want you to ask this. Just, how have I been doing with these? How have I been doing with these? 
Now, it doesn't mean that you're not living in God's goodness if you see some of these things happening, if you see complaining happening, if you see you know, envy or going on. Uh, but, but, so it doesn't mean you're not believing in God's goodness altogether. But I'm telling you, gang, listen to me, it's an indicator. It's an indicator. It might be like a light bulb moment for some of you when you see some of these things happen because, you know, honestly, maybe it's not so-and-so who's really bringing me down and it's really, well, that's what's going on. That's why I'm doing it. Maybe it's not this thing that's causing me to have this response or be down. Maybe I feel the way I feel because I'm not really living out of God's goodness. Maybe that could be it. So let me put some things out there, all right? I, I just wanna put some things out there. I, I just made a little list. How would you right now categorize your prayers? How would you categorize your prayer time right now? Are they dependent and strong on God or are they surface and non-specific? Just, just ask him. How are you following your feelings versus seeing the truth and letting the truth uh, set your path? Uh, is lust on check in your life or is it taking more control than you think? Are you finding it hard to celebrate other successes and achievements? How much energy if you're really honest, how much energy are you putting towards complaining about what you don't have instead of like praising God for what you do have and appreciating what you have? Is, and you gotta dig deep on this one. Is there anything right now getting more devotion than your heavenly father? Anything, people, things, like stuff you're doing. Can you see some commitments to other things that are you're elevating a little too high? It's kind of taking the center stage where God belongs and here's what i want us to see in this everybody here's what i want to see uh we're human we're human okay like we're not perfect in our pursuit of god so my goal here is not uh to put these things in a space where you feel defeated about it or you feel get you get down about it or feel shame actually i want this to do the exact opposite i want us to do the exact opposite because if we can really see some of these areas that's half the battle you get what I'm saying? Like, if you could just see it, and you're like, oh, I, maybe I am a complainer. That's half the battle, just recognizing it. And then, and then, if you can get to that next step, if you can get to a place where you're really realizing that some of this can actually be dealt with by diagnosing the problem. The problem isn't envy. Envy's not the problem. Complaining is not the problem. You see in this, these are the symptoms of the bigger problem of just forgetting God. It's just forgetting God. And it doesn't mean that you don't think God is good. Again, this is not about you not thinking God is good, but it's a nudge. It's a nudge, everybody. It's an indicator to get back into living in God's goodness and living out of God's goodness to you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. God's goodness, his presence, his provision, all right, is the answer. It's the answer to that, that the more you're living in and living out of God's goodness, the less that stuff's gonna happen in your life. And I don't want any of that stuff going on in my life. I don't want people living in the consequences of me forgetting God's goodness. And so the less you'll see that list happening. And so uh, here's what we do. Here's what we do. Now, now you know, I'm gonna flip the page, right? Because we're talking about the goodness of God. So let's flip the page and let's talk about what do we do? What do we do? How do we get back to living in God's goodness. So if you're taking notes, I got three things, right? Three things that we could do. Here's the first thing that we need to do, which is this. You gotta check God's credentials. You gotta check God's credentials. Before we trust anybody, think about this. Like when you give somebody like a big business or something, right? Or when you're really wanting something to have, like maybe like a babysitter, right? You check their credentials, right? You don't just kind of blindly believe them or anything like that. So what do you do? You look at their references. You talk to people who know them. And gang, listen, you do the same thing with God. You do the same thing with God. So here's what I'm gonna say. Hey, what does the Bible say about God? 
What does the Bible say? What are, what are people who I trust have a great relationship with God say about him? And, and that's where you continue to grow in the knowledge of the goodness of God. You gotta check his credentials. Now, this is really important to find the right people. All right, you gotta find the right people who you know or have a right relationship with God because for many of us, honestly, gang, I've said this before, uh, for many of us, uh, what we learned about God may not be what's true about God at all. Even how you grew up with, with learning about that, with what God, and because what you'll eventually find when you start to talk to people about God, and I've said this before, is, you, is you'll run into people, a lot of times you hear, well, my idea of God is, or hey, well, I, you know, I've always thought God was. When someone says, I think God, like run away, uh, and it's probably not right. Like I'm just saying that it's probably a little off. Just throwing it out there, uh, go to the source. Go to the source, check what the Bible says about him. Go to trusted, trusted people and check God's credentials. That's the first thing that we do, check them. Then, you'll, then you wanna trust them. I believe, believe me, when you start to see who God really is, you wanna do it. And here's the second thing that we do. Then you choose to trust. Choose to trust. Trust is a verb. Trust is an action. It is a choice that I make, uh, that we have to make, even when we don't feel like it. For me, uh, when I uh, face things that are, that are hard, that are, that are going on in my life, and, and, and I do, trust me, I have to choose to trust God's goodness in it. I have to choose it. Here's why, gang. I have to choose it because I already decided to believe in Jesus. I already made that decision. And so then I have to believe what Jesus says. And here's what Jesus says. He tells me God is good. And he tells me that God is trustworthy. And so I'm gonna believe Jesus. I'm gonna believe him and I'm gonna choose to trust. Now I do believe, I think that for some of us, uh, I think there are reasons why. I think there are reasons why uh, we go in a direction of wondering if God uh, isn't always good. I think that we go there. I, I don't think anyone would say that's what they wanna believe. I don't think anybody would say that's really what I wanna uh, do with God. I don't think anyone uh, would wanna believe God is anything but good. But we get there sometimes, don't we? We get there sometimes and with things you faced. Hardships that have happened and you wonder, right? You wonder, how do, how do people really think that God is good all the time? I mean, what about this pain that I'm experiencing right now that's real and it hurts, right? What about this loss? What about when you're depressed or stressed out or worried or in turmoil? How do I know that God is good when I can't feel it? And here's the truth. Here's the truth, everybody. There isn't a person alive, there isn't a Christian alive who hasn't felt this a time or two in your life. You are not alone in that feeling. We've all had things happen, bad things, evil things, and we look at it and we look at God and we say, how can this be? Like, this shouldn't be so. But here's what I wanna tell you. I just wanna tell you this, just know this. I want you to know God did not create evil. He did not create evil. Here's what evil is, okay? Evil isn't a thing like a piece of paper or a mountain. You can't have a, a can of, of evil. Like, you're right, it's not a thing. Like, God didn't create it. Here's what evil is. Evil is the absence of good. That's what it is. Evil is whatever God is not. You, you catching what I'm saying? That's what it is. And because of his goodness, Here's what I wanna tell you. It is never the will of your heavenly father to be in the effects of sin. It is never the will of your heavenly father for you to sin or be in the consequences of somebody else's sin. That's not what he wants or experience. Listen, the result of sin, which is where disease and brokenness and all that stuff comes in in this, in this world. This is not the final stage of our lives, okay? And just know this, and again, I'll go to the next thing. Just know this, if you're really thinking through this, here's what I wanna tell you. Without God, it still happens, okay? Without God, there are still things that can happen, and, and, and it won't go away, it won't go away. But with God, 
can do something with it. With God, uh, something can happen with when you think of eternity and, and his goodness in us uh, that cannot happen without him, everybody. I'm just throwing that out there, okay? Um, so we choose to trust God because of that. Now, I wanna go to one more psalm really quick. Go to one more psalm. It's actually it's the next one. Go to Psalm 107. So I wanna see why. Why would I choose to trust God? I love this psalm. Uh, so I just wanna see the goodness of God. And, and again, we could go to a bunch of places in the Bible to see the goodness of God. I just think it's a really cool idea to just say, I could go to Psalm 107. Hey, I can go to Psalm 106 and see what the consequences are. Now I get to go to Psalm 107 uh, and see, and I just think it'd be helpful if you need to remember. Okay, so Psalm 107. Did you get there? Just that, and that's okay. Psalm 107. We're gonna start in verse one. Here's what it says, and we're just gonna quick fire these, okay? It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Oh, let the redeemed. Who's the redeemed? That's us. We, yeah, raise your hand. We are the redeemed. It's anyone who knows God is real and, and know that Jesus rescued them from sin and death. That's us, that's us. We are the redeemed. So let the redeemed tell their story. What's our story? What's our story? Well, I'm gonna pop in and out of this psalm because we're gonna tell our story uh, and it's, I love this. And I'm just gonna see if any of this resonates with you. And if it does, shout amen, okay? Here we go, here we go. Verse four, verse four, it says this. Hey, some wandered in the desert wastelands. The redeemed, just remember, this is the redeemed finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. Okay, so because God is good, number one, he will help me when I'm stressed. He will help me when I'm stressed. Next verse. All right, we're gonna drop down to the next verse. This is verse seven. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Because God is good, number two, he will guide me when I'm confused. Anyone wanna say amen to that one? Come on. Next verse, eight. He goes, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty. He fills the hungry with good things. Because God is good, he will meet my needs. Amen, anybody? All right, next verse, 10. It says this, I love this one. Some sat in darkness, Utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains. Verse 14, he brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and he broke away their chains. Because God is good, he will walk with me through dark times. Amen, anybody? Anybody wanna say amen to that? Verse 20, we're not loud enough. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Because God is good, he will heal me with his word and he will heal me with his son, Jesus Christ. Amen, anybody? Now, all right, next one then, you're not good enough. Verse 23, some went out in the sea in ships. I love this. They were merchants on the mighty waters, the redeemed. They saw the worst of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that left it high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wits' end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed because God is good. He will call me in storms. He will call me in storms. Next one, verse 38. He blessed them, and their numbers greatly increased. He did not let their herds diminish, because God is good. He will bless me. He will bless me. Psalm 40, or verse 43. Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord, because God is good. He will never stop loving me. Anyone want to say amen to any of those? Come on, let's say that we have a good God, everybody. We have a good God.
Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And there are hundreds more, hundreds more things, hundreds. But it's just a taste of why we choose to live in the goodness of God. No one believes in you more, wants more for your life, wants to inject you with the most satisfying, fulfilling things that this world can give than your heavenly Father can give. He is a life-giving God. Anybody agree with that? Yeah. So we choose to trust. We choose to trust. I'm sweating. All right. Number three. Should have worn my T-shirt. Number three, keep reminders. Keep reminders. Keep track of how he shows up. Keep track of how he shows up. Because when, when I can remember God's goodness, right, to me, that he is for me, that he wants goodness for me, then, then here's the thing. When I keep remembering that, it sets me up to live in the goodness of that. Does that make sense? And I need help. I need to remember uh, that with whatever's going on. So here's what I want to tell you. Here's what I want to tell you, because we won't do this just on our own, okay? Think about this and do it. We've got everything accessible to us right now. When God shows up, right, don't blow by that. When something good happens, Write it down. Make a note on your phone. It's really easy. Make a note on your phone. Do a voice memo. When you see, man, God's good right there, put it on your fridge so your family can see it. Talk about it at dinner uh, because we all need reminded. It's not just me who needs it. Don't we all need reminded from time to time how good God is? Because we all need remember that God is good and he is never anything else. Amen? Amen. Anybody encouraged today a little bit? All right, let's stand up. Let's stand up. We're going to pray, and we're going to worship to end this morning, and, and we're going to get to worship God because he is so good. Let me pray for us. God, I do pray that we see who you are. We see how great your goodness is, and we choose to trust you. We choose to respond to that goodness. Give us the courage and the faith to live out of it, not just believe in it, but live out of your goodness. I feel this in my life right now, Lord. I feel this, and I need reminded today of what kind of God you are, how awesome and great you are. And so for all of us, God, encourage us. Encourage us, help us to see who you are, that you are a God who is so good and so close and so loving, and you keep every promise you've ever made that we can trust you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, everybody, let's worship like God is so good. Anybody up for that? Let's go. With me in the
every day of my life. Come on, if you know it's true, sing it out. Here we go. Ever before me, ever behind me, ever. place to be with you guys this morning. I hope you guys have an awesome Sunday. We'll see you next week. Love you guys.